27. Matthew 8, verses 23 through 27. And the title of this sermon is called, God Did Not Send the Storm. So, so when you get there, say amen, and I'll be there in, uh, when I get there. That's right. I should have already been in there. You know, I'm just a little slow on going right now. So, all right. Yeah, uh, we already know that we all have storms that we go through. There's all kinds of storms in this life that we go through, and as as we know, we had a few storms here. What was that about two weeks ago? So. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, a week ago. That's right. And it says, And when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there was a great tempest in the sea, and so much that the ship was covered with waves, but he was asleep. And his disciples came to him and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he saith unto them, Why are you fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and buked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. But the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this? Even the yes. winds and the sea obey him. Yes. Let's pray. Father. Heavenly Father, we thank you, we praise you, we give you, we are so thankful for your word, Lord. Let your word speak out here today, Father. Lord, touch everybody that needs to hear what you have to hear say for him, Father Jesus. God. Let, let it to be your words and and not mine. And hide me behind the cross one more time, Father yes, God. Lord. Cover me by your, by your blood and let your words and the Holy Spirit be so powerful here today. Yes, in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, Jesus. We all have storms in this life. Amen. Yes. There's, no matter what we're going to go through, there's going to be some kind of a storm in our life. Sometimes it's a storm that we've caused. Mm-hmm. And Jesus even said that we will go through trials and tribulations, when, which is in John 16, 33, if we want to go ahead and read that real quick. As you know, I like to get in the Bible, so I, most of the time people, most people in churches does not read the Bible, except for on Sundays. And that's the most reading they usually get all week yes. long, and that's sad. 1633. Yes. It says, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me, in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. So we can overcome it because we have Jesus Christ in us. Uh-huh. We can overcome these trials and tribulations. And the thing is, what do we call, what is a storm? I looked up the definition of a storm, it says, a tumultuous reaction upon an uproar or controversy. Meaning, sometimes a storm is caused by us. I'm here to tell you that God did not cause a storm that we may be going through. And we're always going to go through a storm because without a test, there would be no testimony. Yeah. So in order for us to get to the next level God has for us, we got to go through these storms of, of life. God never did say it would be easy because he said we would have trials and tribulations. And not every storm that we go through is caused and rooted by God. He'll allow these storms of this life to come through, but he didn't cause them. 
And there are things that we have done that have caused them. We want to blame God for a lot of the storms that we have, but we don't want to take the, our, uh, for what we cause. Credit, yeah. I mean, there's paths in this life that we've taken that has caused these storms. And so, so we need to quit putting blame on God and sometimes take the blame for ourselves because the way our life might be heading is because of a path that we've taken uh-huh. and not somebody and try to blame it on somebody else. Like that old guy says, the devil made me do it? Yeah. The devil didn't make you do anything. He, God gave you the choice to do that. I don't know who, if anybody remembers that guy. Yeah, of course, I knew you would. Yeah, that's it. The devil made you do it, honey. That's right. That was before my time. Yeah, now I'm really showing my age. What can we do to stop the storms from happening? One thing we can get do is... a. Uh, Stay in the Word of God. Come to church, come to Sunday school, pray, listen to the Holy Spirit. The Bible means basic instructions before leaving earth. For every issue and every problem we have is right here. Right in here. If you have anxiety, it's in here. If you have depression, it's in here. Have an addiction to something, it's in here to help us take it out. we got to stay in the Word. I, it's so important that we stay in the Word, knowing yes. that God's going to get us through every step that we need to take through the storm of life that we may have caused, because God didn't cause it. Now, there are some storms that God has caused, but for a reason. And, and that is to help us go through what we want, or what we need to have. Not what we want, but what we need to have. God knows what we need yeah. better than what we truly do. Right. In Matthew 18, Jesus told them, we're going to the other side. Yes, he did. He knew that there was a storm going to happen. And he knew they were going to get to the other side. Yes. And that's something we need to... Look, if we keep our eyes focused on Jesus through the storm, we're going to get to the other side. No matter what things may look like. Uh huh. No matter where where we think our kids are going to be at, or wherever the case may be, that we're going to get through it. Because uh, we like to allow things that happen in our life to think that we're not going to make it. We might have slipped up and maybe have had alcohol or something, thinking, oh, I'm not going to be able to make it through it. But Jesus said we're going to make it to the other side, so... If Jesus said it, I'm believing it. So we're heading on to the other side, no matter what the storm looks like. Amen? Amen. And we should never doubt his word. My very first mentor told me before that when you pray, you believe, you shall receive. When you pray, you doubt, you do without. And there's so much truth to that. Because when we're doubting, after we pray for something, or we're even doubting his word, we're we're thinking Jesus is not good enough. That the Lord's not good enough. But I'm here to tell you that He is good enough, yes, is. and we do not need to doubt His Word because it is the truth. Yes. There's many books that will inform you, but the Bible is the only one that will transform you. Amen? Amen. Good because when you read the Word, we get transformed. It's 2 Corinthians 5.17. If, if any man therefore is in Christ Jesus, he's a new man. Old things have passed away and right. all things becomes new. Right. We're a new creature, amen? Yes. When we have Jesus, we become that new man. We become that new transformed person. Uh-huh. The old things have passed away. It means the old lifestyles that we had is no more, amen? Yes. We don't have the, 
to worry about the addictions that we maybe had once before in our lives or whatever the case may be. We are the new creature because of what Jesus has done. Amen? That He shed His blood for us. I've been taking this class on the power of the cross, and I have learned so much in this class. We don't really understand about the cross of what Jesus really did for us on that cross. Right. Some people call it, that really don't understand a call to bloodshed because they have quit preaching the cross. And one of the things that I realized in this class was that God could not look at Jesus when he was on the cross until the blood was all over his body. That's what Jesus did for us. He shed his whole, his blood for us so that we could have everlasting life. Right. And a lot of pictures that has been painted doesn't really ain't come close. I knew of a pastor one time who said, what Jesus looked like when he was on a cross, you take a five pound thing of hamburger and that's what he looked like. That's how bad it was. The world will steer you away and draw you away from God. The world doesn't want us to get close to Jesus. Yes. They're going to do anything in their power to draw us, draw us away. And it's our job that we, that we stay prayed up and make sure that we're listening to the Holy Spirit so that we can come closer and closer to God. Right. Because when, if we draw near to Him, He will draw near to us. Yes. He, he wants to be that close with us. He wants us to, to have that personal relationship with us because that's what Christianity is all about. It is a personal relationship yes, it is. with Him. It has nothing to do with us. There's nothing that we ever did that did deserve what we've gotten. And we could trust Him in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It says, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding, but acknowledge Him in all of His ways, and He shall direct thy path. So when we listen to what God's telling us, He's going to lead us down the right path. I know there's scripture that says, Straight is the gate and narrow is the way that... So we have a path to decide. Right. The Bible tells us which path are we going to take. A lot of us, we want to take the wide path because it looks so much easier and straight. But I'm telling you, we maybe need to take the narrow path because that path is going to be, it's going to be bumpy. But that also means we need to lean more on God. We need to lean on Him that He's going to take us the way that we need to go. We want to take the easy way. But that's not what it's about. We will have these bumps. Right. Because by taking the easy way out, we're basically saying we want a Burger King religion. Have it your way. Well, mm. it doesn't happen that way. Or a microwave religion. We want something really fast. Yeah. They don't have any of the good old fashioned cooked meals anymore. And we must be careful who we listen to. Yes. It's very important who we listen to who do we have speaking to our lives? Yeah. I'm glad God put Pastor Curtis with me to speak into my life. Yeah. And there's others I know that he's put in my life that are speaking to me. Because there's people that can speak things into our lives that, that will harm us. That's right. So it's be careful. It's even being careful to have pray over you. 
Yes. That's why it's important that we have the discerning of spirits. So we know what spirit is actually being prayed over. Because there's people, power in life's death and speak from the tongue. Proverbs 18, 20, I think it is. So be, be very careful who that we have speak into our lives. Because not everybody wants us to go where God has us to go. And they're going to do anything in their power to keep us from going where God has us. So if you have, if somebody's speaking something truly over your life, it's going to be from the Bible, and it's going to already set well with your spirit. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't set well with your spirit, then you need to rebuke, rebuke it. Amen? Yep. Amen. And we want to follow him when trouble arises. We want to follow, we need to consent, constantly follow him when the trouble arises. Uh-huh. We must not give up. A lot of times some of us will stop following him when good things happen. We have what they call a pocket Jesus. We pull him out when the things get tough and then we put him in when things are bad and are, are good. And it's like, oh, look at me. Yeah. But we need to follow him even in all the situations, no matter what it has. And when he says we need to go, we need to go. No matter what, we need to sit, go where God is calling us to go. Sometimes it's going to be in situ- places that we don't want to be. Like right now, some people probably don't want to be in Ukraine with what's going on. But if God tells you you need to go, you need to go. And I'm going to tell you that you are going to be protected because yeah. it's God's will. Like I say, I don't want to go to Alaska. I'll go, but... It'll be a while because I'll be kicking and screaming first. <laughs> I don't do well with cold weather. so. But when God tells us that we need to go, we do need to go. It's important that we listen to the path that he's telling us to go. Right. And just because he, he caused the storm, he didn't cause, just because he, we caused the storm doesn't mean he's not there. Hebrews 13 says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He's right there with us. In the storm, he's holding our hand, just like footprints in the sand. When, when they asked where, why was there only one set of footprints, and Jesus said, "I was carrying you through the, through those times." Just because we're going through a storm doesn't mean he's not there. And just remember, the teacher is always silent during a test. Mm. He's not always going to be speaking through these storms because right. he wants us to realize. What do we do to cause it then? What can I do to make it better? Maybe that we should rely more on Him and less on ourselves. That's why we see a lot of miracles and wonders happen in places like Africa. Because they don't have the places that we have out here in America. That's all they got is to rely on God. Uh And that's what we need to do. We need to rely more on God. Unless on some of these other facilities or whatever the cases may be. Because yeah. over there, an eight-hour service is pretty small and short for them. That may be just to be their worship service. Uh-huh. He's just waiting on us for to come back to Him. When we fall away from God, He, he, he never went nowhere. Some people say, well, I lost God or I lost Jesus. Well, he's right where he left him at. He, he never left anywhere. 
He's been in the same place. Jesus yep. is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's yeah. never changed. And he's just waiting there like the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. When he come to himself, his father was waiting wait for him, and that's the way God is. He's waiting for us to come back home to be with his children. But we have to come to the realization to know that. It's got to be up to us to know. That's why he's given the Holy Spirit to convict us. So he, he, he really wants us to go to come back home to him. And God will let us go through the storm to teach us. Just because we're going through a storm doesn't mean God's going to pull us out of it. Maybe it's because we made the mistake and we have to realize that what, that it was my choice. I'm the one that caused it. And we need to realize God to pull us out of this storm. Amen? And wrong or choice will set you back for what he has for you. In the ministry, if you make one cho- bad move and one choice of where you're supposed to be, that will co- can cost you 10 years in your ministry. It could pull you back for what God has called you. Now, I'm not saying that you're not going to get there where you're supposed to be, but it's just going to cost you. So it's important what choice that we need to make and to follow through with what God has for us. And we need to stop blaming God for every storm you are going through. Too many people like to blame God for everything. Well, I'm here to tell you, God didn't cause it. Not every storm that you have, God did not cause. We caused a lot of our storms ourselves because of the choices we've made. But God's going to bring us through those. He's going to help guide us. It's important that we stay in the Word and stay in Sunday school and come to church so we can grow to it. That's what church is about, to help us grow and encourage one another to be out there so we can go out to our mission field. Because the mission field ain't in here. The mission field's out there. That's, right. That's where the lost souls are. Right. Because if they were out, if the lost souls would come in here, they would hear the word. But they're not coming in. So it's us to go bring them in. That's why we are called to be an evangelist. Mark 16, 15 says, Go ye therefore into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We are to be out there. But how are we to be out there is first we need to be in here to be equipped so we can go out there. Amen? And don't give Satan to any credit what you're going through. Because the Satan has no power. He really has no power. He was defeated at the cross. He doesn't even have the keys to his own home. You know that? Jesus has got them. And so we need to quit giving Satan the, the credit. Like, Oh, the Satan did this and did that. Quit giving him the credit. He didn't do anything. You did it to yourself. Because we didn't listen to what the Spirit was telling us. And we need to keep putting our faith. Where are we putting our faith into? That's one thing we need to ask ourselves. Are we putting our faith into the things of this world? Are we putting our faith into the things of flesh? Worldly desires, but are we, are we going to put our faith into Jesus Christ and what He did for us on the cross? Are we going to put our faith into God's Word, which is the truth? For Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. 
These are promises that we can hold on to and know that they are going to be that they are the truth. And just because we can't see it doesn't mean we can't expect it to happen. Right. Hebrews 11, 11, 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, right. but of not the evidence of things not seen. Mm-hmm. Hope means expecting. Just because we don't see whatever is ha- going on or happening right, right now doesn't mean it's not going to happen. But we have to have faith and expect it to happen. Right. Just because it's not happening right at this moment doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Because when you have faith in God and put your trust in Him and know that it's going to happen because that's what that's a promise. We have a promise. That we have so many promises in this word that could carry it help to carry us on, amen. Yes. And the choices we make It's going to determine where our heart is. The choices that we make is going to determine where our heart is. Meaning, where is our heart? Where is our heart leading us to? And and people can see that too. People can see when you're a Christian by by how you react to situations. Yep, yep. How you respond to a situation that that would normally make somebody blow up, but you handle it nice and calm, cool and collected. Cool as a cucumber. Yeah. And where is your heart? Where, where are you putting your heart? Are, are you putting it more into the ministry? If you're in the ministry, or are you putting it more towards God and His Word? Or are you putting it more into worldly things? Like going to rock concerts before God, or watching a super camp, canceling church on on a Sunday for for a Super Bowl, mm. just to have a Super Bowl party. Believe it or not, I know a pastor who did that. Yeah. And I, yeah, that's where we're going to stop that one. There's, it's that's where you can determine where their heart is. Our heart needs to be towards the one who saved us. Right. We need to draw us more closer to Him. We need to put our faith closer into Him. Yes. And continue to keep going forward towards Him. And He's going to draw close to us. Because that's what He wants. Do we have really that close personal relationship with Him? Or are we just drawn away? Because sometimes... Uh, God's not going to speak to us because uh, we are so far away from Him. Yeah. We've, we've lost in touch with Him. Maybe we haven't been spending enough time in our prayer closet. Mm. But God wants to hear from us. And He already knows where our heart is. Right. But He still wants to hear it from us. And the thing is, we need to continue to keep praying for people too. We need to pray for more souls. We need to pray for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon this country right now. Amen? And how do we know which way we are to go? Well, the reason why how we are to know is by reading the Holy by reading the Word. 
spending time in prayer with him. That's going to tell us the way we need to go. And There's people out there who say, well, I don't know what God's called me to do. Mark 16, 15 says, says you're basically called to be an evangelist. And in 2 Timothy, it was talking about how we're to do the work of an evangelist. That doesn't mean necessarily in a pulpit setting, an evangelist is somebody out there, they're reaching the lost. We are out there to witness to people. And I'm here, here to tell you, not everybody's going to listen to what you have to say, but as long as you've planted the seed in their heart, right. the Holy Spirit will do it. I heard something on, uh, I listen to a lot of Christian radio, and uh, this guy was talking about, uh, it was actually a comedian, Michael, Michael Jr., Christian comedian. He was uh, talking about how a lot of people think that their house isn't clean enough to, before they can let Jesus in. But if you notice on the, the door where Jesus is knocking, there's no handle. The handle's on the inside. We have to open that door. And it's not up to us to clean the house. Because Jesus gives us the Holy Spirit to clean it. Yeah. And the way he put it is Jesus is out there knocking on the door with a bucket and an apron wanting to clean it. He's wanting to clean our house for us. And, and we think that we have to clean it. No. It's the Holy Spirit that cleans it. We are to witness the seeds planted. As Apollos watered another one, and we all give the increase. It's the Holy Spirit's job to convict him. Amen. And God's job, God's job to judge him and us to love him. Amen. So God, God gave us two paths to choose from, from amen? Yes. And a lot of times we like to choose the easy path, amen? Yes. We like to just tiptoe through the tulips, as an old tiny hymn song. We like to tiptoe through the tubes because it's easy. We want to go a different way because we think this path is too hard. But I'm here to tell you, by taking that path, we're going to grow in, in our strength, in our faith and our trusting in God we need to continue to keep God in our hearts let the Holy Spirit we need to ask for refilling of the Holy Spirit daily Yes. we always need to be refueled because yes. that is our energy source as a phone what happens if you don't plug your phone in exactly it loses charge well what happens when we don't stay in the word of God and stay prayed up. We lose our charge. We need to continue to ask for the refilling daily. Because we do run short. We do run short on that power most days. When we don't stay prayed up and stay close to Him. It does drain us out. Amen. Yes. And we must always look to God. Whatever we're going through. Sometimes we just praise Him during the good things too. And we're not looking through what we're. And when something's going bad, we don't look look towards God. Right. We want to blame Him. We uh, want to say, where's God been? But that's not the thing. We watched a movie here the other day. It was, where's God at? About a boxer that was uh, in a championship fight. 
he was the champion, and the other Bakhtari died. And through the whole thing, he's like, where's God at? But he had to go through a process. He had somebody leading him. And that's the thing with us. We, we think that we have to blame God. Where's God through these hard times? He's right there. But we're going to go through these things to, to get us to where God wants us to do. To bring us back to where we need to be. Amen. And I'm not every storm lasts forever, right? Right. There's a time and a season for these storms. And they're not always going to last. They're going to stop. And we continue to carry on. But are, are we going to go still that same path after the storm is over? Or are we going to take the path that God really wants us to go? Right. Just right. because the storm's over doesn't mean that that we're going to go the right path. Some of us like, well, that storm's over, but I'm still going to go back to the bar or whatever the case yeah. may be. I'm yeah. here to tell you that because you went to the bar is the reason why you're going through that storm. But uh, the mistakes we have made are a learning lesson for us. We learn from our mistakes. We learn from our trials. Without the mistakes and the failures or whatever the case may be, that we're going to continue, we're going to grow from them. We're going to continue to keep going on to the next level that God's got for us. And God wants to take us farther than we'll ever know. But from these, we must turn back. We must turn from them and turn back to God from yes. our mistakes. Yes. Amen. We must continue to keep going through. And we must keep faith from going into the storm. We must keep our faith in God. Because when we go through the storm and we lose our faith, we're going we're gonna to drown. But when we keep our faith through that storm and keep our faith in God, He's going to pull us through. Like when Peter, when he had the faith to walk on the water as long as he was looking at Jesus. But when he turned away to look at Jesus, away from Jesus, he was falling. And that's the thing with us. We must keep our eyes on him in the storm. And when we read his word, we will know which way to go. Every answer to every question is in his word. We must spend time with him. There's 24 hours in a day, and God's always just asking 10%. That doesn't just have to be with the tithe. Right. That also means about spending time with him. Yes. So that's actually two hours and 40 minutes he's asking to spend time with you a day. And I know I'm just as guilty as anybody else. I'm not perfect. But we need to spend time with him. His word is the truth and it will set you free. Yes. Because Jesus says, I'm, I'm the I'm the." The truth, you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Amen? Yes. When we know the truth, which is the Word, and Jesus, because yes. in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and, the, and in four, verse 14 he says, the, the Word became made flesh. So the Word is Jesus. When we have Jesus in us, we have the, the truth in us. Amen? Mm -hmm. And he will set us free. Amen? Yes. We almost ask ourselves, are we seeking Him? Are we truly seeking Jesus? 
Are we just getting down on our knees saying thank you and getting up? Are we just saying grace at the table and then we don't spend any more time with Him the rest of the day? Are we seeking more of God? Are we seeking a movement of God? That's what we need to be doing. We need to truly be seeking a move of God. Amen. We're not seeking a priest. Because we have a high priest named Jesus. Amen. We don't have to go to confession. Because we, we can confess to God our Father through Jesus Christ, the intercessor for us. Amen. Right. That's the thing. We, we need to continue to keep seeking Him. And the Bible says we must seek Him first. That's the thing. Are we seeking Him first? Are we spending time with Him? But are we seeking the things of this world before Him? Now, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with basketball. His March Madness is coming up, as all, all of you probably know. But if we're going to put stuff like that, before God, it's become an idol. Right. And that's that's the thing. We we need to make sure. Are we, are we truly seeking God first? Or are we putting other things before Him? And the thing is, we must never stop praying. For Paul says, pray, seize, yeah. yeah. Without ceasing. Yeah, that's it, that's it. Sorry about that. But we must never stop. We must never be fearful for for God is the one in control. We must never not worry about fear because God is in control. He's going to get us through. It says, do not fear what what man can do to the body, but fear the one who could do to the body and soul. So either way, it comes to a great thing for it comes to be a great thing for us. Mm Because if you're saved, and what man can do the body, it's still a rejoicing thing because you get to spend with him. Right. But if you don't know him, yeah. that's when you need to be fearful. God can make our mistakes into a blessing. Because we will truly know where God wants us to go after that. Because He will lead us and He'll have the Holy Spirit telling us through these mistakes that that's not the way I wanted you to go. And He will clean us up. Because He's he's our cheering squad. He's going to lift us up when we fall. And He's going to carry us down to the next path that He's got for us. Amen? So He he can take those and turn them out for the good. For Romans 8.28 says... For we know all things work together for the good uh-huh. of those who love God and are called according to His purpose. He said all things, not just a little, but all things work together for the good. Yes. So just because we've messed up or whatever the case might be, it's going to come out for the good as long as we continue to keep trusting Him right. and love Him. That's what He said. For those who love God, and I don't see anybody here in here that doesn't love God. Amen. Amen. We must not be like the children of Israel marching in the desert for 40 years 
right? Because they had it they had it pretty good there. They had manna, fresh manna. They had the water. They had shoes that didn't didn't wear out. Yeah. I, I wish I could say that. I go through a pair of shoes every six months, so I would like to have a pair of shoes that lasted 40 years. Because we want to make the choices we want instead of doing the things that God wants for us. These are choices that we have to make. Are we going to go with what God wants us? Are we going to be like the children of Israel and walk in the desert for 40 years? For we must remember that His way is perfect and always right. Even when it doesn't seem that way. That's where we come back to lean not on to your own understanding. Because His ways are higher in our ways and His thoughts are higher in our thoughts. We must always remember to continue to keep trusting in God. And He will lead our paths. He will continue to keep help us carry through to the next level. We all have a place that we need to be. Yes. And God will take us there. But we've got to make the the move and and continue to trust in him. Amen. So if anybody has any prayers, I'll be glad to pray for you.